We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard a house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from our boy Danny Mac I'm just gonna let it ride a little bit Are you? Just a second just really feeling the vibes, aren't you? It's Friday vibes, baby. Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of the Last Call podcast. Thanks for riding with us on this Friday. Uh, I am your host, Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, I have my co-host, Nick Warner. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry to let everybody ride with us a little bit too long, but man, I am just, I was feeling the song and I just wanted to give a little bit more taste. You know, we end up talk, we cut it off at the same time every time. And I just wanted to give the uh, audience a little bit more of the Ballyhoo with Alcohol Looks Beautiful tonight, which it does. You just, you just seem like you're in a very, very good mood tonight. I, so. You must have had a great day of work or something. eh, It was all right. Uh, work was okay, but uh, one thing that I have been doing is trying to go to the gym more often, work out, eat a little bit healthier, and um, this is obviously it working kind of, out. It is working out. Yeah, it's it's working out. I'm working out. Um, we're making progress slowly, but, but I mean, surely. Are, you, are, you, are you feeling better? Or are you uh, you sleeping better? Sleep? No, I can't sleep to save my life, man. It is it's bad. I like that's I don't a, know what I need to do. I don't know what I need to do to sleep better, but sleep is not not going my way right now. But yeah, drinking uh, drinking doesn't help. I do get like two cheat days or two cheat meals. It's not even like full days. It's I'm supposed to get two cheat meals to keep my sanity. But um, you know, went to is the that gym. Recommended in your in your workout routine. The guy that Whoever I follow. Whoever wrote it. <laughs> the, yeah. The, well, the guy that I follow. It, that's what he does. Like his whole thing is. He doesn't want you to have to count macros, which are like proteins, fats, carbs, and uh, he just wants you to eat until you're full. Obviously, he's got a clean sheet of foods that you eat, and then on the weekends, you can drink beer, and you can eat, you know, cheat meals, have a burger, have tacos, have whatever, Uh, but it's pretty strict. You got to be clean during the week. Right, you get your right. two, you get your two cheat meals, and then you can have some beers, maybe. But you, you got to be clean. But, anyways, uh, enough about my diet. We'll get into that in a little bit, I guess. But uh, what are you drinking tonight, Nick? I'm telling you, I am. Uh, I'm sticking with the same thing. I'm sticking with the Budweiser. I am not giving up until we're sponsored by Budweiser. It's 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 a life goal. Grab some point. buds. Grab some buds. Grab some for buds sure. with your buds, as as usual. We can't break the tradition. Well, before I get into my story, Nick, cheers. Uh, I am drinking high noon, and I don't know. Do you you know what high noon is, right? I do, but go ahead and explain it for those who don't know. Well, it, it's uh, on the can. It says vodka soda, right? It, it's kind of a right. seltzer y drink, but it's high noon vodka and soda made with real juice, apparently. And they're very tasty. Like, I really like them. But I haven't had them in a while, or I haven't bought any in a while. So uh, I went into the store, and I bought some the other day. And this was during the Super Bowl. I ran out of ran out of beer, so I went, and I saw they had high noons. I took it to the counter, and the guy rings it up, and he goes, guess how much it was for the 12-pack I bought? Was it – were they running some deal? I, I'm trying to – I don't know. For a twelve pack, uh ten dollars. Thirty. For twelve high noons. And this is a, a twelve ounce can? Twelve ounce can, twelve pack of high noons, thirty dollars. I don't know if the liquor store jacked up the price or if high noon jacked up the price, but that's ridiculous. And I, I audibly in the store go, Jesus Christ, they raised the price and like ask the guy when. He was like, I don't know, man. And it was like, I could buy, you know, I could almost buy a bottle of Woodford Reserve, right? I could buy right, a nice, right. decent bottle of whiskey for that. So I, I like high noons. They taste great. But I just, I I can't justify spending $30 on a 12-pack of vodka soda, you know? But have you, have you checked? And is the price still that high? Or was it just for that one night? And maybe they were trying to get people that were 
maybe out getting liquor for the Super Bowl or something like that? I, I don't know. No, I have not been back to check the price since. But yeah, $30 for a 12-pack of High Noon, like, I, I'm not going to buy them anymore I, unless well, they come down at price. I'm not going to know until next week if the price is the same or not. Well, I can go check, but I mean, Right yeah. now, right in the middle of the podcast, I, I need to know. All right, I'm out. <sighs> Thank God, now that he's gone. <laughs> so, a- anyways, I, I did go get these during the Super Bowl, and, and, you know, going back to my diet, like, I just ate too much during the Super Bowl, and... It, it really did, you know, affect my diet and, and didn't really feel great. You know, I've been trying to do eat cleaner, eat healthier workout. And so I didn't really feel great. And there's a lot of things, uh, that come with being fat that I didn't realize until I got <laughs> fat. So I like love the, the love, the way you phrase that, there's a lot of things that come with being fat. Well, the, the biggest one is clothes, not fitting. Right. Is if I gain, if I gain a lot of weight, I can't fit into my clothes. If I lose a lot of weight, I can't fit into my clothes. And one of the reasons when you're fat, uh, that I can't fit into my clothes is because my love handles hang out like kind of over my ass. And so jeans don't fit well because they have nothing to hold on to. So they fall off. Well, since I've been losing a little bit of weight, my other pants have started to do that too. So coming home from the gym today, I stop and I get my cheat meal, right? I got a I got a euro and I got some French fries, and it's snowed about a foot of snow still on the ground in in Michigan, and so I have my gym bag, I have my euro, I have my French fries, I have my sweatpants with my phone and my keys in my pocket. I'm trying to get out of my car with my bag with my food, not spill everything. All the while, my my gravity is working against me because the keys and the phone in my pocket are pulling my sweatpants down. So now I'm trying to walk like a cowboy through a fucking 12 inches of snow while holding my French fries and my gym bag, not trying to spill my Euro as I waddle up to my house. There's too much snow on the ground, so I can't actually put my food down and like pull my pants up. So I'm just waddling. You are a fucking mess. So I'm just waddling into my house. Then I have to like put all the stuff in such a way in my arm so that I can actually like pop the door open. Right. And, and again, my, even our porch has still some snow on it. So I didn't want to like put my food down in the wet snow. So I'm just like cowboying this shit, doing a balancing act. Like, have you ever seen that person in the NBA? I think her name's red Panda where she like balances on a unicycle and then like balances. Oh, like the, the, uh, halftime show. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, whatever. I'm literally just doing that shit as I'm trying to get into my house. So, uh, yeah, losing weight and gaining weight has really taken a toll on the clothes that I'm wearing and, uh, making it an obstacle course, apparently for me to get into my own house as my clothes start to like fall off because they don't fit anymore. I just wish your, your, your life seems kind of like a sitcom, you know, you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of like this. <laughs> you know, just saying. That's. I wish your life had a soundtrack. Oh. If it did, that would be it for sure. Well, speaking just, of it's, that it's, show, it's perfect. They do have the airing of grievances uh, for what is it, Festivus? In uh, uh, dude, there's I, a made that out, is over my head. You're using the sound and. Oh my God, you're using the sound and you don't even know this. Yeah, in the show, they have Festivus and it's a made up holiday. And Festivus every year is around Christmas time, I think, but they start with the airing of grievances. And I feel like the past few shows, I've been airing my grievances. So, uh, you know what? If you're going to be in charge of the sounder and you're going to have that sound and reference that show, you got to know some of this stuff, man. How do I know more about this than you? Yeah, I'm just giving the people what they want. A lot of people have been uh, emailing in, messaging me. I, hell, I even got some fan mail this week. No, you didn't. I, I absolutely did. I absolutely did. They love the soundboard. What, They're just. What fan mail did you get? Okay, you know what? I got it right in front of me, and here I'm. I'm showing you over over video cam. The listeners can't see it, but it's there. I got a card, mess or uh, mailed directly to me. And there it is. You see it? There's the address and everything. That is not my there's handwriting. No, there's no return address on that. Cor- correct, which is a little weird. Um, but this is not my handwriting. Let's just let's just point that out. 
that is yes, it's not your handwriting that is way i'm not a handwriting expert maybe you wrote it with your left hand but still okay so what's the card say okay so the card let me let me paint you a picture here so um on the front of it it's got like one of those candy hearts you know like the the um I don't know. The be mine, the, the hug me yeah, or kiss yeah, me one. The, yeah. The the fucking disgusting ones that taste like Tums. You know, those Oh those, yeah. the <laughs> chalk ones. Yeah, they're disgusting. <laughs> when you got acid reflux, you just grab a handful of those and eat them. <clears throat> but on the front of it, instead of uh be mine or love you or whatever, it says shit bitch, you is fine. And then I open it up. And on the inside of it, it's just got XO, XO, XO with no writing on it, nothing. So there is no return address. There is nothing written on it on the card itself. I have no idea hey. where it came from. Hey, Nick. What's that? I think you have a secret admirer. I think I do, too. It's. I mean, it and is. And guess what? It, it's, that, it's that time of year, isn't it? It's just in time for Valentine's Day, buddy. <laughs> Okay, I I do have one problem with my secret admirer though. What's that? No candy. Um, no playing candy. hard to get maybe. Okay, playing but, hard to get. Well, uh, funny funny enough though, I they don't know this, but I actually took a class on dusting for prints, so I am gonna take this envelope. Why? Why not? You never know when it might be useful. What? Yeah, so it, it, here's the perfect case. I'm going to dust this envelope for prints. I'm going to run it through a database, and I'm going to find out who sent this to me. And I will find you, and I will thank you. You you do that, super sleuth. I, I, it's uh, another new life goal. I've got a lot to a lot to work on. Get after it, Sherlock Holmes. I, on the other hand, I'm though. just I'm amazed. I don't know. It's a little creepy though because I don't know. It's somebody that definitely knows me and somehow got my address. So we'll see. So whoever well, you are, if you could come forward, that would be great. Me on the other hand, I do not have a secret admirer, mm. and I will be spending Valentine's Day as I did last year, most likely. Crying in a bathroom. That only happened at the end of the night. <laughs> um. So me and one of my buddies up here in Grand Rapids decided to go to the local watering hole. And uh, it was me, him, a couple other dudes. Uh, there were three waitresses at the bar. Uh, we played Kino and pull tabs all night. Um, Can we just acknowledge one thing? This, t this time of year last year, you were still going to a bar. And how weird that is to think that. Yeah, and it sucks. Bars are. I, I hate thinking about it, but. Well, bars are open. Yes, in full capacity. Right. Bars are open up here, like in limited capacity, and they have to close at ten. Right. COVID because... does. COVID doesn't strike after ten p.m. No, COVID only strikes after ten p.m. Oh yeah, sorry, I got that backwards. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so it's it's, and and I think I think the reason is is because it's like. More people will be out, more people will be drinking, and they'll be less, you know, COVID safe. And it's like, motherfucker, you underestimate how much I can drink before 10 p.m. <laughs> like, don't don't challenge me with a good time. Joke's on you. I'm going to pregame it, just like every other college party that we did. Yeah, you just shifted my pregame up an extra two, three hours. Like, this isn't, this isn't doing anything. I can get just as hammered before 10 as I could by 2 a.m. It's, it's called adapting and overcoming. Adapt and overcome. What is it? Uh, survive and advance. No. What? Oh, survive and advance. About the bear grills. Huh? What the bear grills thing? No, just in general. I'm just surviving and advancing. Oh, That's just how I live my life. I survive one task and I advance to the next one. I was talking about the uh, the bear grills meme. The improvise, adapt, overcome. Oh, okay. No, I, I that one was a little bit too obscure for me. We're all we're all about the memes here. That is not obscure. You're just your meme reference. Well, then maybe I'm just uncultured. Much. My bad. But, anyways, yeah, my uh, my Valentine's Day last year, uh, me and my buddy went to the bars, drank a ton, stumbled out of the bar after losing money on Kino and pull tabs. Uh, he he texted me the next morning. He goes. Yo, bro, how'd I get home? And I was like, I drug your drunk ass into the Uber. He fought me in the Uber. He's like, 
we're not heading towards my apartment. I was like, yeah, we are. He goes, no, it's that mm-hmm. way. And he points like the, the opposite way of where we're going and where his apartment is. I let him out of the Uber thinking like, oh, he's going to get upstairs to his apartment. And he did. But yeah, that was uh, that was a fun night. And, you know, the uh, the bartender we had, she was really cool and just talked to us the whole time. So, uh, yeah, that was a good Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that doesn't sound like a horrible Valentine's Day. No, it was possibly the best Valentine's Day I've ever had. I didn't have to make plans. I just went to the bar, I got drunk, I lost money because that's what I do is when I gamble, I lose money. I never win money. I guess that's why they call it gambling. I never win money. I only lose money, but I have fun doing it. You after after last week's episode of talking about sports gambling and everything, I think you've got an issue. I mean, if we want to talk about it. 1-800-GAMBLER, I think is the number. I don't know that by heart or anything, but I think it's 1-800-GAMBLER. You just you have a losing problem. You definitely don't have a winning problem. I take the big as far as gambling goes. I take L's apparently when it comes to uh, a lot. You know, risk reward, man. Just life and life in general. Risk reward. Or... No, my, mainly Sorry. in gambling. Main, mainly in gambling. I, I take the big L's, but you know, all you need is one big win, though. <laughs> that's what keeps me going. It just, I just need. <laughs> it's always out there. It's it's one more game away. Just one more hand of blackjack, and I, I'm I'm good. <laughs> but then I lose, and then I'm like, I got to make that money back. <laughs> I did slippery slope, man. That that might have been the most depressing Uber ride I ever took. I I don't want to go back into gambling too much, but. You're making me want to drink more right now. Good, that's the point. <laughs> so I, I was leaving the casino when I was living in Cincinnati, um, and I got in the Uber, and the Uber driver goes, hey, man, you go to the casino a lot? And I was like, no, not really. I mean, I go every once in a while, and I might take like 100 or 200 bucks in, but I don't like... I, I don't take thousands, and like I leave my wallet in the car, and I just take my money or whatever. Just the, uh, right. the cash Whatever you're willing to lose. Exactly. He goes, yeah, man, I, uh, I go probably twice a week. And he goes, one time I actually hit the uh, $60,000 slot jackpot. Ooh. And then I lost it all. Oh, my God. In the same night? I. It was unclear. It almost made it sound like he lost it in the same night because he just kept betting bigger and bigger. But it, that's unclear. But I was like, well, now I'm depressed. Like, I, what what do you expect me to say in this situation? Uh, oh, you'll get him next time, bud. Sorry, sorry, sorry for your loss. <laughs> yes, so uh, I'm gonna get out of my cab now. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. And he goes, "Yeah, the casino keeps coming back and offering me like free cruise trips and like free play at the casino." He goes, "I just want that sixty grand back." I was like, "Yeah, I, I wish you had it back too. I wouldn't be depressed at this point in my Uber ride, <laughs> you know." So, um. I, I do enjoy game. It's like an entertainment. I don't ever take in more than I I'm willing to lose. Right. And some people spend it on fixing up their car, right? They want a new sure. whatever for their car. Some people, uh, you know, might go out to the bars, right. And drop a huge bar tab. You know, I sometimes do that, but sometimes I go and gamble and just have a good time. See if, if I'm gambling, like I'm, I'm not a big gambler first off. But if I do gamble, there's got to be some amount of entertainment value to it. Yeah. Like when you're talking about pull tabs or uh, like slots or something like that, where you have zero input on what's going to happen, I don't like that. I want to be able to like play blackjack where I have some amount of control over what's going to happen. Right. Or roulette where. Sure, there's not much control of what's gonna happen, but at least I can get a like. There's a little bit of show to it. I can I can pick where I want to put like what my odds want to be. You know what I mean? You feel like yeah, you feel like you're in more control, and I agree completely. And like, I don't know, I right. I don't. Maybe this is a conspiracy theory. I I get oh, uneasy God, with like. Don't make me break out a, the soundboard again. No, not two. I can't do two it two times, times in, one night. in one episode. Don't but make it's me like, do it. I like the physical cards of a dealer being dealt over a video poker game. Sure. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah, I'm sure they're regulated. I'm sure they're regulated, but there's something about like the physical cards. But, you know, speaking of you and gambling, one of my favorite stories after college, you and some of our, you, me, some of our buddies went out to Vegas. Um, 
for a senior trip, right? Well, we, we didn't we just go to Vegas either, though. You know, we didn't. No, we we did a whole west. The whole the whole experience. Well, that's a long story, and not all of it's interesting. But we went out west. We started in Seattle, worked our way down the coast, ended up in L.A., and then went to Vegas uh, for a few days. And um, you told you know the guys going into it. I just I'm not a big gambler or whatever. But you wanted to be a part of things. So I remember yeah, I was no, sitting. I'm, at the... I'm not going to go to Vegas and not gamble. Like you have to. Right. I mean, even if it's like ten dollars or something you know play yeah, a hand but, of blackjack do just do it because you're there put it all on red whatever you want to do exactly but but um one of my favorite things was I, I remember i was sitting at a blackjack table and you were sitting at the slot machine penny slot machine behind <laughs> me and in vegas if if you haven't been they will come around waitresses servers will come around and ask if you want anything to drink and they are free. While you're sitting at a gambling machine, whether it's a slot or a table or something, your drinks are free, and they'll keep coming back as long as you t- tip them decently, right? They're oh, waitresses. Yeah. They, they want to make sure you keep gambling because that's right. the way they bring in money. So you're sitting at the penny slot, and the, the, the girl comes around and starts, like, serving, you know, taking orders. And then I, I hear her turn to you, and she goes, sir, would you like a drink? And I, I, you hear, yeah, I'll take a rum and coke. And then she look. I distinctly remember she looks at your machine, sees that you are betting one penny at a time, and I hear her just go, "Sir, you have to bet more than one penny at a time before I bring you a drink." And I, because I'm I'm looking at you at this point because I'm hearing this conversation, and I I look at you. You hit the the up one cent to change it to two cents, and you just go. <laughs> I'll take my I'm rum not, and coke I'm now. I'm not that cheap. I bumped it up to a nickel. <laughs> I'll take my rum and coke now. And she, the look of disgust on her face as she walks away. You got it. She brought it back to you. I don't think she came around again because she was a little bit upset. But I do remember. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I playing. See, they play the system as well. I mean, gambling is is they're playing the odds. They're making sure that that the house always wins or whatever. You know what? I'm gonna do the same to you. You said I need to play more than a penny. I'm gonna bump I'm gonna it get up my money's just, worth. Just a little bit. I bumped it up by more. Give me my drink. The one mistake hey. I did make though, I should have ordered a beer because I'm pretty sure when I got like that rum and coke, it was pretty much just coke. Yeah. So pro well, tip if you're going to Vegas, like get a beer or order a beer because the alcohol content is always the same every single time. Whereas well, I, with a mixer they can put in whatever they want. Yeah, drinks are expensive in yeah. Vegas, man. Okay. I remember one morning I got up and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a Bloody Mary and some breakfast, right? It was like $40, like total. Oh, my the Bloody, God. The Bloody Mary itself was like 12 For one, it wasn't even bottomless. So if you want to drink in Vegas, I mean, you could go sit at a penny slot and play very sparingly and just wait for somebody to come around give you a drink and then you can just stand up and walk away and you got a free drink right i, I mean I, again i heard you could bump it up to a nickel and you'll still get a free drink <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> the rumor on the street they they might spit in your drink but you're gonna get it i guess yeah, but yeah i, I don't but, think about so that. so enough on gambling we, we hit on that last time we talked about it this time but you know going back to valentine's day Again, no plans. Maybe maybe I need to invest in like a virtual girlfriend or something. Like just, uh, I don't know. AI is pretty smart at this point, right? I mean, virtual reality is getting a lot better. Um, yeah, no, like like technology is, is just like ridiculous nowadays. Like um, I'm a big fan of, of iRacing and it's like this uh, basically simulator, which is in and of itself is a pretty amazing like program and everything. Um, but it's really cool. They actually go out, they scan all of the tracks. Um, and like, what do you mean by scan? So like they literally take like a laser scanner and then go out to the tracks and scan like the surfaces of the track. So every single bump and, and crack and everything is all in the racing surface. So that seems intense, right? So, for instance, like Daytona is coming up like this weekend on on uh, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, with those like big super speedways, they have like tunnels that go underneath the track, 
to yeah to like get, the infield and stuff yeah to to allow vehicles to get to the infield or whatever well because of that those like tunnels that are dug under the the surface in some of the turns the the soil settles and it creates like a bump because that's where the tunnel was so when drivers are out on the track in real life they feel like a slight bump well when they go out and scan the actual track to put it into the game if you're driving into the game that that bump is in there like it's that's insane it's it's that, insane like how that's hyper realistic so like is this something like just any other video game that you just play on monitors or do you actually have to like have a headset and stuff like what's what's the rig that you yeah. need for that yeah i mean it's it's so expensive first of all like it, it can get very expensive but so like people can be you could be very frugal and get away with this and and have a decent pc and like a cheaper racing wheel and a monitor and you're ready to go as long as your computer can run the the program you could be fine but some people have some amazing like multi like thousand dollar rigs i mean you could spend a lot of money so like what's is it how real so obviously the track you said is pretty realistic but like are people becoming professional race car drivers through this virtual reality thing or like so there's actually like a a really good case of that um there's a nascar driver like a a top series driver now uh william byron um got a lot of his start i believe on iRacing Really? So yeah, not even kidding. So it's it's pretty cool. There's some YouTube videos on um, <clears throat> where they took like some of the best uh, iRacing drivers out there and actually brought them to a track. And so they had them drive on the track in iRacing, and then they let them drive the same car in real life and kind of compare their times. And they well, did pretty well. You know, really. Yeah, I feel like I mean, it'd be so it would. For me, I think it would be so much more intimidating to be out like on the real track versus Oh yeah. Because obviously if I wreck in real life, like there could be serious consequences. If I wreck in the simulator, it's like eh, whatever, you know. Oh hit yeah. Restart. You're, you're, yeah, you, you wreck a, a million dollar race car in real life, that's a big fuck up. But uh you wreck well, one I was in, thinking, in a game. Yeah, you just hit reset and you're you're good to go. I was thinking more like I could die. You know, like, okay, well, fair. you know, Just I flip not, my car, I Ricky Bobby that shit and I'm flying through the air and this is not good. Like, I will say at least there's no like fire simulator. Like if, if you wreck and your car catches on fire, at least <laughs> you, your body doesn't catch on fire. That'd be kind of interesting though. You got That's the very v- immersive. You got the VR headset on. And you just look around and there's just flames all around you. And you're <laughs> oh, like, shit. you're trying to scramble out of your desk chair to, <laughs> to get away from the imaginary flames. Exactly. But so like the the whole thing though is like, so I've started using like a VR like headset with it and you can use a monitor. You can get away with that. But I've started using a VR headset and it is the most crazy, like immersive thing. I mean, it's like you're sitting in the car you see all the controls and everything, and you can chill, tilt your head, and you can look to your left and see the cars out the window, and and it, it's it's so immersive. It is unbelievable. It, so is that like in when you're using the VR headset? Is that like connected to the steering wheel, where like you can actually see where your steering wheel is, or is it like in the game the steering wheel is like offset and it's kind of weird, or like how is it? What, I, what I'm getting at is, is there an adjustment when you're in the VR? Or is it like you put it on and you just feel comfortable? Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's little adjustments and everything. Like, there's there's a steering wheel in the game that you can see and everything. Um, so it honestly, like, feels like you're you're holding on to that steering wheel. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. But it's just, it, if you have not tried virtual reality, you need to. Be cautious though, because one, it can be dangerous. Two, you can get very disoriented really quickly. I've seen videos of people doing it, and it's like they, um, they're like standing on the edge of a building or something, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to like skydive. And it's really funny to watch like the side by side of what they're seeing versus reality. Right. And then like the person jumps off the building, but literally in like real life, they jump into their TV. Right. Technology's got a little, some little issues that need to be figured out, but it's getting much better. But it's 
honestly, like, there's, and the cool thing is there's a lot of, like, real-world applications for it. It's not just one of those things that's, like, you know, eh, it's kind of gimmicky. It, well, it, it might be worth it, but. So there's something, well, speaking of gimmicky and might be worth it, um, a couple months ago, I saw this, uh, saw a couple videos on this platform website. I don't, I don't exactly know what to call it, but it's called earth Two, and the website, like if you type it in your browser, it's earth2.io. Okay. And, and it's a virtual earth. Like it's just, and you go in and it has a grid on the earth where you can buy little pieces of land of this virtual earth for real money. So in America, USD, you buy virtual property. So and, like, it, it, how accurate is it? Is it like a one-to-one representation of, of earth now or is it? I mean, yes, it is. It, it's a one-to-one, but I mean, it's essentially Google maps, right? Or Google earth or whatever. So they took essentially that engine and then divided it up into a bunch of what they call tiles. So it's just a grid that lays over this virtual earth. And then you can buy individual tiles. The interesting piece of it is that the tiles all, when it first started, were at $0.10 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. And then depending on where people buy tiles, it increases the land property of that country or region or whatever. So, so it's like this area is becoming more popular. Right. So the property value goes up. Yes. Just like everything. Kind of kind of just like a city. Like more people move there in theory the property value is going to go up because it's a more desirable place to live yeah but it's not that advanced because america as a whole it's by country essentially america as a whole is at at this point i think i checked earlier today it was like 47 dollars per tile in america and it doesn't matter the tile though i think it was like 10 meter by 10 meter or something like that like it's oh god it's a I, I That's forget. It's not very big at all. It's not a big tile. I think in the, I think they said there's like seven billion tiles in this virtual earth. And I mean a lot of that is ocean, but it's not advanced enough to actually take in property values of individual places. So a pro, a, a tile in Kansas costs the exact same as a tile in California, which costs the exact same as a tile in New York or Florida or wherever, right? Oh, uh, so so in theory, like as long as there is so one country itself, like is kind of a standard cost across the board. Yes. So America as a whole, no matter where you buy in America, it's like 47 US dollars per tile. And then there are some, like I think I invested, I think $120 into it. Oh, you're you're in. Oh, I'm in. I don't know what you're it's... You're in on this. Yeah, I'm in, but I don't oh know... Oh my God. Well, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know where it's going, but the co-founder of Oculus or one of the founders, one of the initial people in Oculus, his name's Dylan Seow, S-E-O, uh, is how you spell his last name. He's like uh, uh, an advisor of Earth 2, and I don't know really? why, but I actually online today, it said uh, in, in quotes, uh, Earth to terrain will be released on YouTube in four in there's a countdown timer in four days. No idea what that means. The only thing I've read is that there's like three phases. One, sell all the tiles. Two, like provide resources that people can like collect and trade so that they can build things in these geographical locations. And then three, I think what their idea is, is that it's going to be a new virtual world where you can put your headset on and go and explore what people have built in this virtual world where it's an open landscape. That's wow. my, that's what I think it is. Now, here's the catch. Like I said, I think I put 120 bucks into this Earth 2. And right now, according to Earth 2, my property, if I sold it all, is worth like 520 bucks. So it's gone you, up. Yeah. Can you actually get that? Like you could sell no, it right now. But I have to sell it to a person. So I was talking so to you one. You have of, to find somebody that's willing to buy it. Yes. It's it's just like any property value. I might own a house, but if I can't find somebody to sell it to, it's not, you know, on paper it's worth this much. But if I don't sell it for that, that's not how much it's worth. So hmm. I have to actually go physically find somebody else in the marketplace 
to buy the property for it to be worth anything. So in in theoretical dollars, my my value has gone up like four or five hundred percent. In real dollars, it's gone up zero because if I don't sell it, I don't get that money. So it's right, it's right. it's a weird concept, Earth two. Um, it's like you said, AI, virtual reality. It's becoming more and more like applicable to everyday life and stuff. I mean, I'm sure you were thinking more along the lines of something other than than virtual Earth two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the kind of the stuff like virtual reality that I was looking at. You know, so I I'm specifically for work. I'm an engineer uh, in the the medical industry. Uh, working with like orthopedic uh, devices, so medical implants for like knee replacements, shoulder replacements, uh, spinal fusions, and stuff like that. Um, but like some of the stuff that I've kind of seen, I've actually seen like companies where they're training their uh, their doctors performing the the surgeries, mm-hmm. and they'll actually do training where they'll walk them through the surgery, and they've set it up. You can do basically the surgery in virtual reality to train huh. and know what to expect. I'm like, how crazy is that? That you can train, you can, in theory, just do all this and learn it all right before you go into the surgery. And I, it, it's just cool. That's definitely a lot more practical than uh, what Earth 2 seems to be. But, I mean, back in the day, um, like Sims... And stuff. I remember watching, like, when I was in middle school, like VH1 or something like that, and they were having some uh, show that was talking about virtual property, and people were buying these virtual properties and selling for hundreds of thousands of actual dollars. And it was like they were a virtual real. So, virtual reality from the time we were in middle school till now has come a, a hell of a lot, you know, more way. So, I. Your application is a lot more practical. Mine is, uh, I don't know what this is or what it could be, but they do actually have a quote-unquote leaderboard that you can check. Any idea of who the leader, not who, but like how much money the leader in Earth 2 is worth? Would that be like the person that has the most money invested or like has the most property value, I guess? I think it's most property value. Okay, like in that's in theory not... Is that like what they purchased or what it's worth now? I think it's I guess. between, I think it's what it, their their total value is, what their worth is right now. So it's not how much money wow. they put in, but it's what their worth is now. Um, it, it's not it's not a crazy amount, but it's crazy for the concept. If that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe maybe something ridiculous like twenty thirty thousand dollars. Hundred nineteen. Hundred nineteen thousand dollars. So that's uh. That's a significant amount of money. And that's USD. And like you, you can see, it's funny because it, it allows you to assign a flag to your profile. So if you're in America, you can have an, an American flag. Or if you're in Europe, you can have, you know, whatever country in Europe flag. And so you just see all of these different country flags all around the, the map. Right. Um, so I think so that's is it where the buyer's from. Is it how the the flags placed or, or yeah, what, yeah. so what flags placed? I mean, I think I could have assigned any flag to my profile, right? But okay. I used an American flag because America. And so anywhere that I buy a tile, there's an American flag. But if somebody from Britain uh, wanted to buy property right next to me, right, and their profile was a Britain flag, it shows a Britain flag right next to you. So, like, you can't buy that tile. So you, could have a, you could have a Britain flag or uh, a Great Britain flag in the U.S., yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You don't have to buy only where uh, you're you're located, but anyway. Yeah, no, no I, yeah, that's yeah. I I don't know where this is going. I don't know what it's doing, and and you know we've talked a lot about Earth two more so than I thought we would, but it's just a weird concept because it fits into that virtual reality space, and again, it has a high profile person in the virtual reality world. Again, I have no idea who Dylan Ciao Co Sal whatever however you say his name. I don't right. know why he's invested but obviously somebody is high profile in the virtual reality space see something there and so i threw a little money out. i don't know what's going to happen to it right this honestly is it kind of sounds like uh, i don't know if you've if you've read the book or watched the movie ready player one mm-hmm. but that whole movie uh, and book which this is one one 
case where I'm like, yeah, the book's 10 times better than what the movie was. But um, that whole movie has to deal with virtual reality. But it's like, honestly, it's realistically kind of the direction that we're heading, which is kind of crazy. But You just said something that really irritated the fuck out of me. Okay. And that was? The book was so much better than the movie. I'm just you're one of those I've never I've never been I've never been one of those I'm not a big reader you just were you just were that guy let me you didn't let me preface this let me let me preface preface this please preface 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 um I'm not a big reader I've never been a big reader I've been a big like when I was little I, I I can't read a book I'll read a couple sentences and then I'll forget whatever the hell I just read I'll think about something else. I'm not a big reader. Okay. Um, so whenever I've seen a movie, I think the movie is amazing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. This was the one time where I've like, I've, I've seen a book and I'm like, okay, this looks like something I'd really enjoy. So I read the book and I really, really got into it. Something that I could, uh, um, relate to because I'm a big video game person um, big in VR, whatever. I, I thought it was something I would enjoy. Read the book, enjoyed it, whatever. Looked forward to the movie a lot. It was a good movie. I'm not going to lie, but it's not as good as the book. I've never seen it. So I'm going to leave it at. I don't even I'm think I read the books that. I was assigned in high school. Yeah, I don't, don't tell my high school teachers, but I, oh, I straight up, t- none of my books. I straight up told my teachers I didn't read the books after they gave me my grade, of course. Like right, I, right. You, I'm not stupid. I but. well, I had one teacher. I I wrote a, an essay for, and I got a, a good grade on it. And I went up to her, and I was like, uh, "Yeah." So I didn't even read this book. And she goes, "Aaron, don't tell me those things," because <laughs> she like gave me a good grade. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't even read the book." She goes, "Well, your analysis was great," and I'm like, "Thank you, Spark <laughs> they, Notes." <laughs> they always they always threaten like, "Oh, I'm gonna be able to tell if if you read it or you didn't." Either one. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. No, because if that was the case, I am the greatest bullshitter on the planet. <laughs> like with the amount of the little amount of reading I did, I was able to get the the decent grades on those essays. And I'm not saying right. they were all A's, but they were good enough to have a pretty good high school GPA. You know, it was like it just those. Uh, I might be the world's greatest bullshitter if if they truly can tell. But, you know, so as far as books and movies and what's better and what's not, there's a a book that was turned into a TV show. And it got me thinking um, about so Game of Thrones, right? Very popular book. They turned into a TV show. And so I'm going to kill off an entire group of listeners here. You haven't seen it. I I haven't seen the Game of Thrones series. And I'm assuming you haven't read it either. No, I definitely have not read it. So, okay, that's I fine apologize. because because what what I'm about to talk about or or say doesn't necessarily just relate to that, but it's more about books, movies, TV shows in general where it's like okay, specifically TV shows when they come to an end, right? The final right. season of whatever TV show, they have to try to wrap it up in a limited amount of time and they have to try to end it as best as possible that pleases their audience game of thrones it, okay fine, I, I did i did hear this right it's bad there, there was bad. a big controversy right not good really bad and a lot of fans were really upset about it so i started thinking about what tv shows that you have seen all the way through that have ended like have the best endings or have like the worst endings and okay you know, I've watched a couple of shows all the way through. Um, the Office and Parks and Rec I've watched through multiple times. Um, those are probably my two favorite shows. Um, I've watched through a couple of shows on HBO as well. Uh, Silicon Valley being one of them. And none of the endings are like were anything like super special to me. You know, I was like, oh, it's ended. Even, like the, the, even the Office? I didn't... It was fine, but I didn't. I mean, think... I think the whole thing with like Pam, with like the painting at the end, it's like kind of brings everything full circle. Yeah, I mean, it brings it together. But my my point is like, I I there has not been a TV show that I've watched from beginning to end where I was like, that was such a good ending, right? I'm super happy with how that ended. 
uh, Game but, of you, you weren't satisfied, right, with uh, how it ended. No, I was satisfied. Like, okay, it's over. It wasn't terrible, but I wasn't like over overly excited. Like, man, that was just a great ending. Like, they tied it all together. They did this. They did that. Like, it was really well told. It was just sure. It was okay. And so, I don't know. Do you have any TV shows that you've seen all the way through where you thought the ending was great or was just terrible, I'm just, dude? I'm just not a good. I'm not a good critic. That is the one job I would be fucking horrible at because I think everything is great other than the the, the, the tie between the uh, Ready Player One or whatever. Like, when I watch a, a movie or a TV series, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, that was great. It was great. I'm just, I can't be critical. I'm too nice. Oh, I can be super fucking critical. And, and I've gotten in trouble with uh, people before because I've been overly critical at times i poke holes in plots and stuff like that i'm just that type yeah, of person i'm just yeah. i'm a dick when i'm watching movies it's just like that didn't make sense that was stupid they should have done this and whatever i'm i can be quiet but it's after the movie you're gonna hear all of my <laughs> you're gonna hear all of my complaints about it fair so fair. um now there is uh, something fun, fun fact about TV shows, because, again, uh, How I Met Your Mother is ended. Um, and I, I saw a fun fact today that do you know who Jason Biggs is? OK, nope, J- I do not. He played I, I'm not a big. I yeah, don't Jason. Pay attention to like actors. So Jason, Jason. Biggs was um, Jim in American Pie in the American Pie okay. films. So like the main character. Okay. I didn't know this. But one of his biggest regrets was that he turned down the role of Ted Mosby in How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yeah, who ended up being played by Josh Radnor. And um, I've heard some different people's opinions on Josh Radnor, whether he did good or not. But Jason Biggs, uh, again, famous for the American Pie movies. He's been in some other stuff. But I didn't realize that some of these actors, it's really cool to me to see all of the actors that were considered for different parts and it's like weird to sure. think about that actor them in that situation right so like for example yeah. i think seth rogan uh auditioned for the role of michael scott in the office well have you have you seen that uh wait wait was it michael scott or was it uh dwight i can't remember maybe it was michael scott i don't know it might have been you, dwight have too, you seen but... that have you seen that video like of of the different actors yeah, and there were some like, big name actors like today oh, yeah. that were that were actually auditioning for like those different parts. Adam, like Adam Scott, uh, from Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him. He was also in Parks and Rec. Um, yeah, as Ben, uh, Ben, whatever his last oh, name is. No. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, it's just it's weird seeing those guys. I oh, what was the uh, the guy from Better Call Saul? Like the main uh, Saul yeah. Goodman. I, I don't he know. He was he was one of the actors, which he for, actually he made uh, I think an appearance. For Jim. He made an appearance in one of in the, the office. Fi- yeah, in the, one of the final episodes, right? When Pam really when Pam's moving to uh, Philly, and he goes in, or she goes in uh, to apply for this new job because Jim's moved to Philly and all that stuff. He's the yeah. the new Michael Scott. She's like, I can't work for that guy. He's Michael Scott. Oh, that's kind of funny. And it was it, it like we would have never known that had that tape got released, which is kind of cool. To right. Think about. So there are some like subtle hints and stuff, but it is weird to think like I can't see anybody else playing Michael Scott other than Steve Carell. I can't see no, anybody else absolutely. playing Dwight other than Rain Wilson. So um, absolutely. You know, it's just it's interesting, the the parts and people. But um, yeah, I, I just I I have not been enthralled with any final season of any episode and or not episode, but series. Um, but there are some that you hear about, right? Like the Sopranos. Do you know how the Sopranos ends? I do not, man. I dude, I sound so fucking lame right now. You really do. I feel like, so the Sopranos has the infamous, I think they're sitting in a diner and then all of a sudden it just cuts to black. Huh? And that's it. Yeah. Like you don't know what happens. He's in mid sense. And then it just like cuts to black. Like family guys made a joke about it and stuff. You don't know what happens, but yeah, just cuts to black. And if I haven't seen the whole series, so if I've seen it, maybe it would have made more sense, but that cuts to black. I think Seinfeld, since you're using the, uh, I think that one ends with him, George Costanza and Elaine all in prison. I think actually maybe Kramer's there too. They're all in prison. And then it like pans out. That's how that one ends. I still don't know how uh, how I Met Your Mother ends. 
But anyways, I can go back and look up all that stuff. It's just, uh, there's not, I don't know if there's a universally accepted, like good ending to a television series, especially ones that are as beloved as some of these are like when they're airing. But anyways, Nick, guess what? It's about that time of the night. And is what, it already? It's already it that time like of the it, night. And what time soon. of the night is it? It's last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. I tell you what, I I hate to hear that song because it's I almost it. over. But I do love yeah, it. It's I, a great jingle. I do love it. It's good. So this is the last call. This is the final 10 minutes of the last call podcast episode where every week Nick and I do something different. We've done trivia. Last week we did anti-jokes. I did random questions for Nick. This week we're going to go back to the beginning of this episode and we're going to ride with some more Friday vibes. Friday vibes. I like it. So this is an idea. I have to give all credit. Uh, I did get this idea from a barstool radio show back when that was still a thing. Uh, So what they do or what they did is they would describe a scenario and they would match a song that fits their description of whatever scenario that is. Right. And it was a good vibe. It was just a vibe, right? You hear this song and this is kind of the vibe that you think of. This is what you're feeling at the time. Exactly. You hear that song and that matches it. And this is what you feel. So Nick, are you ready to play Friday Vibes? Okay. First of all, I have never listened to this segment. You brought it up like this is kind of your idea. So I'm just kind of like playing along with it. And uh, you gave me an example, but I kind of took it. And I'm going to see where I take it. And we'll, we'll kind of let it flow. Well, guess what? You're going first. It's uh, a lot of pressure. So, uh, so I just go ahead and read this here. Uh, if you if you have a scenario, yeah, read it and then uh, play whatever song you think fits that vibe. Oh, man, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. All right, the year is nineteen ninety nine. You're in my case six years old. Uh, you run in the living room, turn on the TV. It's one of those like old school like tube TVs. It takes a second to turn on. Inside of the TV cabinet. You pull out the notorious, the beloved Nintendo 64. You okay. plug it in to the power. You take the AV cables and you plug them in to the TV right on the front of the TV. Next thing you know, you're grabbing out a gray uh, game cartridge. You smack it down and uh, make sure it's securely into the case and turn on the N64. Next thing you hear is <laughs> Tony Hawk, baby. Some nice Tony Hawk Pro Skater, man. That's where, I, at least this is what my idea of, of what you were looking for. No, that's good. Let, Dude, you should have, you, you got to let it ride a little bit. Next one. It really takes me back to 1999. Next one. Let it ride a little bit more. All right. Okay. Just let the song ride. That's We're vibing. All right. Let, so, it, let it vibe. All right. So here's my first one. All right. So it's a Friday, Saturday night. You're at your favorite dance bar. All right. For whatever reason, the DJ's feeling himself in this hardcore EDM dubstep that he's mashed together. And there's just nobody on the dance floor. I don't know why he's doing this, but he is. So... You take it upon yourself to save this night. Only you can save the night. And this is what you do. You muster up the courage to go request a song from the DJ. You're not a chick, but you're going to do it anyway. You go up to the DJ and you request this banger to get everybody's bodies moving again. Oh, shoot. This shit is just a call to the dance floor. Everybody's looking around being like, is it, is it, is it that oh, are song? We do, are we doing this? Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. We got, we're, we're doing this. And everybody's 
everybody's coming to the dance floor. I, I love that it, like you said, there's a call to the dance floor. There's a nice build up, and then we fucking hit it. That's a tough one to follow up on. I love that song. All right, I, I I've got I got something different, okay. a little different perspective, mm-hmm. different night at the bar, right? All right, you've been out drinking with your buddies all night. It's been a good night so far. Been a perfect night. You had some drinks, you had some laughs, and your drunk ass made a fool of yourself on the dance floor. Naturally. Probably to, uh, yeah, yeah, naturally to the song that you just played. But you didn't care. So everyone starts to go home. You decide, eh, you know, I kind of get the munchies. I want to get some food. So you head down to George's Taco Stand. You order some tacos. Cashier says that'll be $7. Go to pull out your wallet, only to find out. Your wallet's not there. Yeah, that fucking sucks. So embarrassed and feeling defeated and a little buzzed, you leave the taco shop, you order yourself an Uber, you hop in the Uber, Uber and you tell the driver, Take me Oh, shit. <laughs> I cut the audio back. <laughs> what did I tell you? Well, we came to a hard I t- stop. <laughs> I told you to let it ride. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, that was that was kind of a recording issue. We'll 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 consult the uh, IT department. God, they're all going to be fired. That's fine. Just me and myself. <laughs> no, great song. BB Rexon, is that Cash Cash? Yes, I believe it is. Great song. Very good. Great song. Love it. All right. This next one I got. All right. So you're going on vacation. You just touched down at LAX, right? You're in LA. You're at the airport and you're with your wife, your girlfriend, significant other, right? About to have a great fucking vacation. So you get there. You go to the car rental, right? You're you're looking for a car, but the only car you can find is a red convertible. Don't know how this was left on the lot, but you got a red convertible. Okay. Okay. You take it, and you immediately head to, like, Santa Monica Beach, right? You're just cruising down the coast, right? The sun has gone down to this point. It's a picturesque picturesque sunset, right, as you're cruising along the beach with your girl. As you're driving, you drop the top. Her hair is blowing in the wind, all right? Everything just feels right. And you need a song that's going to get you laid. And this is what you throw on. You just... There's some buildup. But she's feeling it. Just, Just wait. A lot of build up here. I like it though. Again, you're cruising down she the coastline the here. A lot of build up here. I'm patient. I'm patient. Oh, she's feeling that. She's I'm gonna I'll be honest, I was I was a little skeptical at first. She's I wasn't feeling it, but you 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 pulled me in. Oh, just like Paradise by OAR is one of my favorite summertime songs. Love it, dude. It's it is a vibe in and of itself. It's a tough tough follow up. but I've uh I think I've got something here. Alright, what you got? Alright. You just wrapped up another week of college. It was a tough one. 
You had three tests, four projects, partners who didn't give a fuck. Classic. Yeah, we've we've all been there. Zero energy left. You're walking home, back to your your house. You start to hear some commotion, some yelling, some screaming. Good good stuff though. And uh, as you get closer, you realize it's your uh, your roommates in the front yard. They're blaring some music, and they've got a cooler full of beer. Instantly, you forget about the week that you've had, and you kick into weekend mode, and you hear this. Oh my goodness! God, this just gets me pumped. God, I tell you what. The so I'm not I'm not good at the transition. <laughs> I, I gotta figure the, that out, <laughs> man. That's so that's a Blue Mountain State theme song, right? But that's uh, Rev Theory. Give me a hell, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, hell, hell yeah, yeah by Rev Theory. Yeah. Oh, which is fucking awesome. Oh, it's a it's an it's a great song, and it man in a good series so too. Blue, good TV series. Blue Mountain State was uh, when I was in high school playing football. And I would actually listen to that song as we were traveling to go play football to get me pumped up. And it's a it's a great fucking song. Perfect. All right, here's the last one of the night. We're uh, we're actually over an hour, but you know what? I'm having so much fun. That's all right. We're, we're it's a bonus, little bonus for the the listeners that have stuck with us for four episodes. But now. I'm having so much fun that I don't even care. So. Um, Here's what we're about to do. I'm I'm queuing up the next song. I apologize. All right, so last vibe of the night. We're going back to the bar where you just got the crowd moving with okay. Young Jock. It's going down, right? So it's late at night at this bar at this point, maybe midnight, twelve thirty, right? The frat bros are out in full force. Oh boy, they're out in full force. And they want to listen to Blink-182, but they know that they need a transition song before they start rocking out to What's My Age Again. All right? Okay. So. The scene is set. The scene is set. So they go up to the DJ booth, much like myself did with uh, the young jock, and uh, they politely ask the DJ, do you know who my dad is? And the DJ, hmm. in fear of being sued by this young <laughs> frat star's father, <laughs> throws on this absolute fucking banger. Oh, shoot. Beautiful. Love it. The white people anthem. It gets the people going. It gets the white people going. Get the Aros Compoyo ready to go. Look at the white people special. Can I get an order of chips and queso? Get some food that's not too spicy, but just a little bit of spice. Some salt and pepper, and that's it. I just can't deal with it. Oh, Mr. Brightside by the yeah, Killers. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It was a very and, good and one. You know at some point in the night, that's what the music becomes, right? It goes from like Mr. Brightside is like the transition song, and then it goes into Blink-182, Simple Plan, all those other like emo bands. 
it's 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 the introduction to the the punky rock. Yeah, no, but it's always like around midnight or, or twelve thirty a.m. That's that's the vibe period. That's where we gotta see where the people that are gonna stick around and hang out, when the fucking losers gonna go home. And we're about to go home right now. Thank you all for riding with us on this Friday. I know it's over. I had a great time, time doing this. Already? It is time already. It is closing time. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Thompson. Alongside me, Nick Warner. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. You can email us. Like uh, Nick got his fan letter sent directly to his apartment. Uh, you can uh, email us at the T-H-E-E last call podcast at gmail.com and hey real quick nick guess what a special treat next week <gasps> what's that we're gonna have a guest host oh shoot first guest first guest host we'll see how he does i don't think he's gonna realize what he's in for but we're gonna have fun doing it so ride with us this week thank you for riding with us this week ride with us next friday and have a great fucking friday <laughs>